Hey everybody, this is Lorraine Lewis of Vixen, and you are watching CMS TV. Yeah. Aiken presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and today on the show we are I don't know if we're throwing it back or we're keeping it in the current but with some music from the past whatever we're doing it's always fantastic um right now we're going to talk a little bit of Vixen you guys certainly know the band they have been on tour lately forever it seems like only and I know this because they're always out with my friend Eric who's <laughs> playing for Stephen Piercy so certainly I see them I see or hear about them all the time, but we're going to find out what's going on with Vixen right now from the singer of the band herself, Miss Lorraine Lewis. Lorraine, how are you? Hi, Chris. I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am stoked to be on your show. Um, yeah, it's a great day in California. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and from what I understand, Lorraine, you guys just fi finished a big show over the weekend, like a, a big, like arena type show with what quiet riot and steven piercy and um and, and riley's la guns that's right um, how was that it was an amazing weekend it was our first two shows of the weekend of the year our brand new first two shows of the year and we just came out swinging and uh, one of the shows that we did was hudson falls new york and then the next night was at the mohegan sun with the bands that you mentioned um piercy riley's la guns and uh quiet riot which you know we've really gotten to be good friends with the boys we've been doing a lot of touring last year and so it's really great to share the stage with them and i'm going to take a breath here and just say what a weekend it was it was an arena show i really had no idea how packed it was going to be it's um the mohegan sun arena is a ten thousand person seater right. and it's the beginning of the year. I wasn't sure if people were going to come out, but they came out full force, ready to rock and roll. And it was an amazing night. So I came out on stage and looked up and I was like, holy hell, like it, this is a packed house. This is an arena show. So probably close to 10,000 people there on Saturday night. It was an amazing night. 
Sure. Now, Lorraine, how surprised are you as somebody that's been doing this for a little while to see this increase again, like the nostalgia turn to where everybody's into this again? And and when I say everybody, I don't only mean the old timers like me that lived it once. There's a lot of young faces that that I see it shows that just they didn't live it with us. You know, they're living it for the first time. Are you surprised? I am surprised, but I'm thrilled by it. I mean, there are so many young people at the shows, anywhere from the ages of, I mean, I know that there were a couple of kids that came with their parents on, on Saturday night, you know, anywhere from 13 to 23 to, to 25. I mean, we have a young group of amazing, amazing people that are they're either musicians or they're fans of the music. They dress like me back in the day with big hair. I think that they're just hungry for something like this. You know, you and I, we experienced rock of the 80s and there was nothing like it. You know, I was in Hollywood. I was on the Sunset Strip. I was with the bands Poison and with Rat. You know, Steve and Piercy and I go way, way, way back. So that was a time and that was an, a, a special moment in time. The Sunset Strip, the vibe, you know, people coming to LA to either get a record deal or to hang out with the bands. And, you know, I got to live through that. And I think that young people are hungry for that experience. They see online, you know, pictures from the past. You know, it's much like what I probably did uh, with the 70s bands, you know, or with, with Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. It's kind of the same thing, I think. You know, I was so, you know, I would do a deep, a deep dive and, and find out all I could about Janis Joplin and, and Jimi Hendrix and some of those bands from Woodstock, etc. And I think it's very similar. It's got to be similar to what these young people are doing now. They're hungry for something fresh and new. And for them, it is dialing it back to the 80s because right. there's nothing really like that now. So right. I think that they're just hungry for it. They're excited about it. And like I say, they, you know, they're they're gravitating to the music. They're gravitating to the look. They love the big hair, Aquanet, uh, and they're just going for it. It's very, very cool. Sure. Do you think some of it is just that that society as a whole, regardless of age, is looking for something fun? We just got through three very tough years. It's not, I, I certainly don't think the political climate is any better. Grunge was depressing you know it's been a long period of depressing you think people are just looking to have fun again the 80s were fun let's yeah. just say it right here and right now everybody seemed happy in the 80s everybody felt good in the 80s and like we were just having a big party and i think that people are hungry for that time you know that that there weren't problems there wasn't the political climate there there weren't illnesses and all that stuff like we just live life to the fullest and i think that people are really hungry for that and again i think that young people are gravitating towards it because we just looked like we were having so much fun because we were having so much fun <laughs> yeah good times no. indeed Absolutely. Well, Lorraine, let's pull it around to Vixen. Obviously, you've been in the band a, a while now, and the band is as strong as it's been since the the late 80s, I would say. So why don't you catch us up with everything that's going on with Vixen right now? Well, thank you. Well, yeah, I actually, I have been uh, the lead singer of Vixen. This is going on my sixth year. Right. Believe it or not, it has just flown by. So I am, again, always grateful honored to be a part of the Vixen legacy and to keep the music alive. I mean, I love the songs. I always loved the band. I always thought that they were great. And uh, it's just such a privilege to be able to be in this band. And I'm with some monster players. I mean, let's start with Roxy Petrucci. 
original drummer, kick ass drummer. She is a queen. She is amazing. She's a powerhouse. She's a monster drummer. And I get to be with her on stage whenever we play. And we have this camaraderie with each other. It's like sometimes we just look at each other. When I, I jump on the, the, the drum riser pretty often and uh, I'll have drumsticks and I'm fashion cymbals and all sorts of stuff. And we just look at each other and, you know, I look at her and I feel like we just both know how great and how lucky and how fun it is to be in this moment and to just be living life to the fullest. So I think that that is one thing that Roxy and I have, you know, we, we were around back in the day and we just feel like it's such an, a privilege to be able to do this still. Um, and we don't take it for granted. We don't take it lightly. And we are in a really good place mentally and physically. You know, we're both strong as an ox. You know, she's a really, right. really great, like I said, monster drummer. And then on bass, you have Julia Lage, amazing bass player. Uh, she's been basically playing bass her whole life. You know, sure. we had a conversation. I mentioned this last night in a different interview, but me and the girls, you know, it's pretty much like a big slumber party whenever we're out on tour. And, you know, we got to talking one night over drinks. And, you know, I've had every job in the, in the universe. I've been a bank teller. I owned a flower shop. I, I did singing telegrams. I've done everything. And the only job that Julia Lager has ever had is playing bass. Wow. That's it. She's never waitressed. She's never done any of the things that I did. She's only made her living playing bass. So for me, that says a lot about what a great bass player she is because that's all that she's been doing her whole life. She's a great vocalist. She's a great singer. I love to be on stage with her. She's energetic. I feel that she just always has my back when we're up there. You know, we're like a gang of girls up there. We really are. We like, we have each other's backs. We take care of each other. We laugh. We just have fun. And the energy is just infectious. Then we have Brit lightning on lead guitar who is drop dead gorgeous super fun one of my best friends i mean she really is my best friend and lightning fingers on guitar she's an amazing guitar player and uh we just she just went wireless for this last show and we're just jumping around zooming around the stage having the best time and i think again it is infectious i do want to um also acknowledge tyson leslie on keyboards and backup vocals uh, to the side of the stage and very, very supportive and an amazing musician. And uh, it's great to have such amazing vocalists. You know, the powerhouse of, of all of us singing together is pretty, pretty strong. So um, yeah, I, I love the band. I just feel great performing with them. Um, you know, sometimes we do a couple of femme fatale songs waiting for the sure. big one falling in and out of love and they crush it. So um it's just so cool. I just, I can't say enough about how much fun we have together. It's the best. Sure. I, I know that obviously it's different players, obviously, but how is the energy? Is it the same or is it different from the Femme Fatale days? Well, my energy remains pretty much the same. I mean, sure. I, I'm, you know, I come from the school of David Lee Roth. I'm old school. You know, if it's 100 degrees outside, I'm still coming out in all leather. Um, you know, I I am old school and I want to rock the house. And, you know, my take on rock and roll is I'm there to energize the crowd and to get everybody riled up and make sure that they're on their feet. I mean, this is rock and roll. This is not a play at uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. This is a rock and roll show. And right. so... 
you know, the band comes out first and they get things going and uh, they kind of set things up. And then I'm backstage just waiting for my moment to run out. And then it's, you know, make some noise <laughs> and let's do it. And people are, are really receptive and they're ready for it. And yeah, I am always determined to get everybody on their feet and, uh, and it works every time. And right. I do care about the fans and friends of the band. Um, I love them. I'm a people person. I love being belly to belly with the people. So there is nothing like having a full house of people that are on fire and singing the song, singing, you know, these are, these are songs that have been around for a long time. They're hit songs. People know the words. So I love it when the crowd pitches in, if you will, sure. and gets in a gang vocal with us. And there's nothing like it when you're up there and packed house and people singing the songs. It's like goosebumps time. Yeah. Right on. Well, well, Lorraine, let's, let me ask you about the songs as somebody that has stepped into the band, you know, there's the audience is always going to have the connection to the glory days, obviously to the, uh -huh. you know, edge of a broken heart. And you know, the, the, that era of, of those tunes for you now, you know, six years in, do you now feel connected to that music or is it just more of a vehicle to lead to what comes next for you and for Vixen? I do feel connected to the songs more so now than ever. And I feel, you know, in the beginning, it, it it's challenging stepping into somebody else's shoes. You know, um, Janet's an amazing singer. These are her songs. And it, it's, it's a, can be a daunting. It can be challenging. Um, but I was ready for it. And I really do pride myself and I did the work and um, you know before I joined the band I made sure that I got into the songs as as much as I could um, not having written them etc and I do my best to honor the vocal as much as I can and um, at the same time I'm not I'm not her I am Lorraine Lewis singing these songs and um I have a, a different tone I have a different grit um, and I'm running around the stage um, going nuts. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's different, but at the same time, the songs still stand strong. They remain intact. I don't change melody lines necessarily, um, but my attitude is, is my attitude. So, um, you know, it, it, I'm honoring the songs yet being myself. And I think that, uh, I think that one of the shows that that really kicked in was M3 last year. Okay. And uh, I felt such a connection with the band and with the music at that show in particular. Um, there was just something about it, something about that stage and those fans. And I felt really accepted. I felt really wanted. And uh, yeah, I felt like people really dug that I was there. And that was kind of a turning point for me, um, that I really felt comfortable in my skin, owning the songs and singing them in my own way, uh, while still honoring the melodies of, of the songs. I mean, they're amazing songs. They're skillfully written songs. They're great. And so um, I really do feel a part of them now. I have my favorites. I mean, Edge of a Broken Heart is amazing. Hellraisers is one of my favorites because it's just so, yeah. um, I love that song. Obviously, I love the new single, Red. I love that my voice is on it and that um, I will remain a part of the Vixen legacy, you know, forever. I mean, that's so hella, hella cool to hell be yeah. connected with such an amazing band of fierce women musician warriors, I will say. So, um, 
Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I'm digging it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Now, um, Lorena, a few months ago, we did it. We had Britt on the show and um, we had her assess kind of the rise of Nita Strauss, who's obviously doing amazing things herself these days. Um, now, you've played with both. You know, you, you've been in bands with both people. How do you compare and contrast the two as far as not only their playing, because let's face it, they're both great players, but it, more in the way that they connect because they both have a way of connecting to the audience that I've seen from watching them both play. How do you assess that? Well, first of all, let me say Nita Strauss is a powerhouse all in her own. I mean, that was evident when I played with her. I mean, she's a total badass. That's why I wanted her in Femme Fatale. I mean, she's amazing. Along with Courtney Cox, Nikki Stringfield. I mean, there are sure. so many great guitar players. Nikki is a, a force to reckon with all of her own. She's very, very driven. She's very focused. Guitar is all she does. That's it. So um, she's a lot of fun. She's beautiful. She's super talented. She's really hungry. And I mean, she's just been doing amazing things. You know, Demi Lovato, um, Alice Cooper, uh, really, really great things. So I, I have her just I don't want to say on a pedestal, but um, <laughs> if there was a pedestal for rock and roll guitar players, she's definitely on it. Um, sure. And equally as much, equally as much, Brit Lightning. Brit Lightning is a killer guitar player. Smile on her face all the time. Loves what she does. Um, she's a kick-ass singer. She's a kick-ass guitar player. She's energetic. We have the best time on stage. We interact with each other. Um, yeah, I would put Brit Lightning on the other pedestal. So for me, they are equally matched. They are equally talented. They are equally beautiful. Um, they both have their own spark and the own, their own thing that they do so well, which number one is connecting with the audience from their heart and their soul. I mean, they're both really great at that. So there's no phony baloney with either of them. These girls are the real deal, both of them. So for me, I don't compare. I respect Nita being Nita. And I love and respect Brit being Brit. I mean that they're they're just both amazing flipping goddesses, guitar players. Yes. And you count your blessings that you got to play with both, right? <laughs> I'm real. I'm one lucky bitch. <laughs> I am. I'm really, really lucky. I mean, my life has been amazing, you know, and it just keeps on rolling and getting more and more amazing. I mean, there it is never over. It is never done. Um, and I am living proof of that. Right on. Well, well, Lorraine, fans, and, and I don't think it's only fans, but I'll start with fans. Fans always play this whole, 
well, it's it's a female fronted band or it's women in rock. And obviously they don't do that at all with guys. You know, there's nobody saying who's the best guy band of all time. It just doesn't happen. Is is that something that is the creation of the media or or do you think fans really still do that now or ever did that or was it always a creation of the media to make to to single out women in rock i think that in general people are competitive i think that that's evident because we have sports teams and sure. i i would just liken it to the fact that you know you have your favorite team you, you know you're competing against this other team that you you know your best friend really likes but you like this team i mean i think it's somewhat the same thing i think that there is just a nature in people to be competitive and want to have the better team and so i think that really that's what it is i think it's it's that's what gets people going is just to be competitive and it doesn't have to be mean or nasty it does get that way a lot of times but you know even back in the 80s they uh they they were competing like kind of having competitions between me and Lita and right. uh that was just dumb I didn't like it um I am a total girls girl all the way I'm a guys girl I am here to lift people up I am not here to put anybody down. Um, I wish no harm on anyone. So when I read comments that are people are, you know, putting even like Madonna, people put Madonna down. It's like everybody needs to take a chill. It's just right. it's so dumb to me. And I don't know why people do it. And I don't think it is created by the media. I think that it's just I think that the media feeds into it. But I think it's just something that that we do, you know, and I, again, I liken it to sports teams, you know, my team's better than your team. I think that that's what it comes down to. And it's so elementary school and just right. so, if you don't like something, then find what you do like, you know what I mean? Um, just go a different way, go a different, a different journey and find what you do like, and then be all in on what that is. Um, but I, again, I'm here to lift people up, um, even even the question with Nita Strauss comparing with Brit, you know, no, there is no comparison. Nita is Nita, Brit is Brit. Um, sure. Janet is Janet. I'm Lorraine. Like that, that's it. And we're all bringing what we bring to the max to the table. Absolutely. Now, uh, Lorraine, uh, you guys, Vixen, always on tour. Seems like you guys, and, and I only know that because again, I do the show with Eric, and he's always on tour, and you guys are always playing together. Is there is there a point that you guys are going to be able to come off the road for a little bit and record a full record? You gave us a single, which we'll talk about in a minute, but is there more coming or or was that what you want to do for now just to keep it fresh? I mean, what where are we with Vixen as far as new music? We would love to release more music. Um, I don't, the whole idea of an album, that's amazing that um, a lot of bands have been able to pull that off with being so busy. I'm really impressed. Sure. <laughs> um, we have done some writing together. We've been uh, in rehearsal studios. We have a lot of song ideas. We just haven't gotten to the point where we've been able to do a lockout or something and really, um, really hit it hard. That's really the truth. Um, but we have a bunch of songs that we have written. Um, we've all individually written songs that, that uh, we've presented to the band. And um, I'm hopeful that 
we will find the time to at least drop a couple of more singles in the next year or or the year after that. Um, I think the idea of an album, it, that just seems like such a beautiful, beautiful gift to be able to lock down someplace and be able to release something and work on something that massive. Um, but, you know, never say never. I mean, you just, you don't know what the future is, but we are traveling a lot. We had a bunch of shows last year. We were on tour almost constantly all summer. And I'm hoping to do the same thing this year. Um, but we do write, I mean, I've got my guitar on the couch right now. And, uh, you know, I, I play every day. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really, really hopeful that we can buckle down and, and get a few more singles out this year. That would be amazing. And I know that the fans would love it. Absolutely. Speaking of the road, it's obviously tougher than it's ever been. It's more expensive. It's harder to get out there. Even even doing like the fly-ins, which is what I think you guys do most of, it's still very much super expensive tickets, long delays in this airport before you get to that airport, you know, all of those things. Is it still, is, is the payoff, other than the financial part, is the payoff worth the extreme hassle that you go through to get to it. Of course. Are you kidding me? The question <laughs> is, is it worth it to be on the road? Is it worth it to be on tour? Is it worth it to do what you effing love? Right. Absolutely. Oh my God. There is nothing better than knowing that we've got a, a, a run of shows over the weekend and I'm flying out either a red eye or I'm flying out the Thursday night before a Friday night and a Saturday night show. There is nothing like it. It's the best life ever. This is what we love to do. We love being in front of people. I love performing on stage. That is where I feel the most comfortable is when I'm on stage. You know, this real life stuff, everyday stuff, I'm not so comfortable with it. Right. <laughs> you know, when I'm on stage, I know who I am. I know what's expected of me and I know what to do. And that is rock the house. So that is where I just feel like I'm me 110%. You know, that is the best. So yeah, is it worth it? Absolutely. And I would do it again and again. I don't want it to ever end. That's the Very truth. And I think that the girls feel the same way. I'm sure. Well, Lorena, we'll, we'll uh, start to wind it down here. Um, like I like I said before, you have a brand new song that's out there called Red. It also has a has an excellent video, very very Hollywood, very um, very eighties. I mean, it really captures you know everything from the iconic places that it shot to the iconic scenes in it to the song itself. Uh, you know, and you obviously worked with another guy that's been in the business, in, you know, in the scene, Fred Curry. Um, you know, so talk a little bit about the song and about the video, because it looked like you guys had a lot of fun shooting the video. We had a great time shooting the video. You know, we all recorded the song um, separately. We were not all together. Roxy did her drums in Detroit. Um, I went into the studio with with uh, with Fred. I had worked with Fred before because I recorded Edge of a Broken Heart, um, How Much Love, and You Ought to Know back when I first joined the band to get my voice on those songs. And so I had worked with Fred before, and it was great to be back in the studio with this great song that he wrote. And uh, I love the song. The band loves the song, and that's why we decided to do it. We really thought that it was indicative of where we were at as a band and collectively as a band. And uh, I went into the studio with him. I laid down my vocals. You know, he he worked me. He worked me. He really worked yeah. me. He didn't just say, oh, great, and let me leave. No, I was there for a few hours, and I really nailed it. And there were some certain words that he wanted me to make sure I got a certain way. And then I left, and he texted me how great it sounded. And uh, 
told me what a great job I did. And um, even to this day, sometimes when I'm just like, you know, we're people, you know, you little voices get in your head and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I really had a great show or this or that. And and I will sometimes look at that text message and he his text message was basically, this song sounds kick-ass and it sounds kick-ass because you are kick-ass. That's basically right. what it said. And it was Fred Corey saying that to me. So <laughs> that is very, very cool. So I love that the song sounded great. Uh, all the backup harmonies really, you know, fierce. I was able to really push, uh, which is really my style. I'm a belter. So right. the song was really perfect for that. Um, and then to do the video, the video director Vicente and Drew Johnson uh, are, are the directors of the video and uh, great to work with them. I love the vision. You know, we all sat down, they had an idea about what they wanted to do and they had, you know, storyboards and all of that. And it looked really cool. Um, I wanted to have a love interest in the video. Um, so we brought Sean McNabb in, you know, bass sure. player, rock star himself. And uh, we had a really great time shooting that video. You know, funny. Um, so when we were recording the video and working and we were in front of the Sunset Marquee Hotel, which is an iconic place in Hollywood, um, you know, we, we have the rainbow, we have the Sunset Strip, the Roxy is Roxy's walking by the Roxy and the Sunset Marquee. And we were there and we were all kind of hanging out filming. And all of a sudden I look up and Niall Rogers is in front of the Sunset Marquee on the phone. <laughs> course, because I'm fearless, I went and introduced myself and said, hi, I'm Lorraine Lewis, and um, I'm here with Vixen. I'm the singer for Vixen, and we're doing a video. And he was so cool. He said, Vixen, I, I know Vixen. He said, I, I know who you guys are. And he said, big hair, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, that's us. That's us. And it was just so cool. I got a photo with him, and it was very, he was very gracious and very sweet. Um, but yeah, we had a great time shooting that video. And then, you know, when we saw the, the final edits, I was just really happy. It's sassy, it's fresh, it's in your face, all the things that rock and roll are. And then, like you said, the iconic places from the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. Um, I think that it's a really great way to kick things off for a single. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lorraine, we'll play it. We're going to play the video here in a second. But before we do, where should we tell people to go online to keep up with you guys and tour dates and new music potentially and all that stuff as it comes along? Yeah, I would love that. So um, the, the, the website is vixenofficial.com. That's okay. where you're going to find all the tour dates. Um, but I will say do not go to Vixen Official on Instagram. That is not us. That is porn, basically a porn site. Um, <laughs> She's great. <laughs> um, Instagram, our Instagram account is Vixen underscore band. Okay. And that's where we post pretty much every day reels. And, you know, we just posted some stuff from the weekend. I am Lorraine Lewis Rocks, and I post a lot. Um, I love posting. I do all sorts of fun, kooky things. Um, Brit Lightning uh, is on Instagram. It's at Brit Lightning. Julia Lage uh, is on Instagram. Julia Lage, Roxy Petrucci. We all have our Instagram accounts. So I would love for people to follow us on Instagram and say hello, say a shout out. Uh, we we love connecting with the people. I mean, that is really what it's all about. And we're here again to keep the legacy of Dixon alive, to grow, to keep expanding, to keep releasing new music and to connect with the fans that have been so great to the band all these years. So. Very, 
Very good. Well, we're going to play it right now. This is Red. It is Vixen and Lorraine Lewis. Thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken Presents. Thank you. has changed the game to where you don't need millions of dollars to own your own viable radio or TV station. A good concept and a great streaming platform are all you need. We've got that platform for you. I'll Get Drunk Noise is the best place to stream your very own online radio or TV station. We offer 24-7 scheduling, on-demand options, the ability to go live on your channels, and much, much more. Sell and plug in your own advertisements within your programming as you see fit. Our stations are fully licensed and legal. It's all here for you, so get started today. Just visit www.uncontrollednoise.com and let us know you are ready to broadcast. Uncontrolled Noise, your best place for online radio and television stations.